Hi, I'm Matt McClory, lead pastor alongside my wife, Jill, here at Colonial Church in St. Augustine, Florida. Wanted to welcome you to Colonial Church's podcast. We are a church that believes in Jesus and people, which means we believe in you. So why not today subscribe to this podcast and choose to grow your life spiritually and in all the other ways as well into everything that God has got for you. God bless you and I hope you enjoy this episode. All right, Luke chapter 5. Come on, let's open our Bibles to Luke, the Gospel of Luke chapter 5. I'm excited about the text we have today. Um, It's one of my all-time favourites. In Luke chapter 5, this is the story of Jesus hitting the beach and then doing some fishing. And he calls his first disciples. I'm going to be reading from the message translation. It says this in verse 1. It says, Once when he was standing on the shore of Lake Gennesaret, the crowd was pushing in on him to better hear the Word of God. He noticed two boats tied up. The fishermen had just left them and were scrubbing out their nets. He climbed into the boat that was Simon's and asked him to put out a little from the shore. Sitting there using a boat for the pulpit, he taught the crowd. Verse four, when he finished teaching, he said to Simon, push out into deep water and let your nets out for a catch. Simon said, Master, we've been fishing hard all night and haven't caught even a minnow. But if you say so, underline those words, but if you say so, I'll let out the nets. It was no sooner said than done, a huge haul of fish straining the nets past capacity. The fishermen in the room, the fisherwomen in the room are like, this is awesome. Straining the nets past capacity, it says. They waved to their partners in the other boat to come help them. They filled both boats, nearly swamping them with the catch. And look at Simon Peter's response. When he saw it, he fell to his knees before Jesus. Master, leave. I'm a sinner. I can't handle this holiness. Leave, or in other words, I can't handle this type of blessing from heaven, is what he's saying. He's saying, leave me to myself. When they pulled in the catch of fish, all overwhelmed Simon and everyone with him. It was the same with James and John, Zebedee's sons, co-workers with Simon. Jesus said to Simon, there is nothing to fear. (laughs) I love that. There's nothing to fear. From now on, you'll be fishing for men and women. They pulled their boats up on the beach, left them nets and all, and followed him. I want to preach part two of our series, The Greatest Year of Your Life. This is the title. Come on, write it down. If you say so. If you say so, let's pray. Lord, we love you. Holy Spirit, we need you. And we just ask right now that you would take this text, this beautiful, amazing, true story, and that you would help us live a life that reflects it. Live a life of faith that reflects it. Live a life that trusts God in a way that ultimately we can put our faith and our trust and everything we have, Lord, in the hands of Jesus. So God, we thank you for that. And God, we ask right now that you would speak to us, that you would help us, that you would just help us take a little bit step further in this pilgrimage called life, God. We thank you for everything you're doing in our lives in a faith-filled colonial church at 11 a.m. said, Amen. Amen. 2021, what kind of year is it gonna be? How are we gonna approach this year? I began the series last uh, last week talking about this, that I believe God is drawing us to one of two conclusions, a choice. 
a simple choice between fear and faith. Right now, it seems like there's two parallels spiritually going on. There's the fear parallel and the faith parallel. But I believe God's drawing us to a choice. How are you going to approach this year? What lens are you choosing from the outset of 2021, two weeks in, what lens are you choosing to look through this year? See, the fear lens is going to do a certain thing. It's going to draw down. It's going to bring down to the level of your experience. It's going to say things like this, man, what is going to happen this year? What is going to happen this year? But then there's the faith lens. Oh, that's a whole different story. Through the faith lens, we see things differently. Through the faith lens and through a faith conversation, which faith is just simply to trust God, to be fully persuaded in Him. It says the very same thing, but with a different spirit. It's like, man, what could God do this year? See, it's the same words. It's the same line, but with a completely different spirit, a completely different lens. I'm believing God is drawing us to that place with faith to believe this year, 2021, it's not just gonna be a good year. It could be the greatest year of our lives because as we turn our focus toward Him, Ephesians 3 and verse 20, our anchor text for the series, which we talked about last week, it says this in the message, God can do anything you know. Anything you know beyond your wildest dreams, expectations, the things that you can conjure up on your own, God can do more. And so 2021 can be the year of more for you. It can be the year of increase. It can be the year of breakthrough. Come on, I'm prophesying right now. It can be the year that you step into the greatest opportunity you have ever seen before. But I love it if you could write this down. I think this is a a good thought for us today is we should never allow the level of, of our faith to drop down to the level of our experience. Let's understand that if we allow our faith to be dictated by our experience, we'll always, we'll always be disappointed because it's what we've already experienced. It's what we've already gone through. It's what we've already seen God do. But here's the thing you've got to understand about your heavenly Father today, and we've got to be reminded every single time we gather, God loves to show off for His kids. He loves to say, hey, come over, come over with me. Come my way. Let me show you how awesome this is going to be. Because that's His character. That's, that's who He is. That's how God rolls. He loves to show off for you and for me. So I'm believing for you, your family, your opportunities, your endeavours, 2021, the greatest year of your life. And it may not necessarily be in the area you think straight away because it's God's Spirit working gently and deeply within us, Ephesians 3 says, that brings about a change, brings about that new thing that we sang about this morning. It's awesome. I could go on forever, but I need to get back to my notes in Jesus' name. Let's never allow our faith to drop to the level of our experience. My experience cannot dictate my faith in 2021. If I let my experience run the show, it's going to be a pretty ordinary year. It's going to be ordinary for my relationships. It's going to be ordinary for my marriage. It's going to be ordinary for my relationship with God. See, if I let my experience dictate, well, there's no room for God to show up. So how can we have the greatest year of our lives? I've got the second 
set of keys for us this week. I talked about two last week. One's more spiritual, one's more practical. The first one is this. If we're going to have the greatest year of our lives, number one, write this down. We've got to live according to the Word. Let me show it to you from the text. We've got to live according to the Word. You and I, we have a choice. A brand new year. How are we going to live? What are we going to live according to? Are we going to live according to what the world says right now? Are we going to live according to what popular opinion looks like right now? Are we going to live according to what's out there right now? Ethics, conduct, morality? Or are we going to live our lives according to Jesus, who is the Word of God, and line our lives up according to that? Because here's the truth. The best way to live your life is according to God's Word. This is counterculture. The best way to live your life in 2021 is according to God's Word. I'm going to say it again. The best way to live your life in 2021, listen to me, is to live it according to God's Word. That's the best way to live. I heard that funny acronym one time and I loved it. What does the Bible stand for? Basic instructions before leaving earth. You heard that before? Like it's funny, right? But the Word of God is what we can line our lives up to. The Word of God is how we can live. So how do we do it? How do you live according to the Word of God? I've got three thoughts for us inside this point. Number one is this. We have to prioritise the Word. We have to prioritise the Word. Look at verse 1 of Luke chapter 5. It says, Once he was standing on the, on the shore of Lake Gennesaret, it says, The crowd was pushing in on him to better hear the Word of God. They were pushing in. Other translations says they were pressing in, crowding around to hear the Word of God. See, the crowd was positioned for the Word. Here's a thought that came into my mind while I was reading the text is the crowd could have been anywhere else. I mean, they could have been, they could have been doing other things. They could have been down at Marshalls, first century Marshalls. They could have been... They could have been hanging out somewhere else. They could have been doing other things. But it says that they were there and they were pressing in to hear God's Word. We've got to prioritise God's Word in our lives. It says they were there with Jesus, eager to better hear the Word. They were eager. They were pressing in. They were prioritising. My question for you is this. Is there a pressing need in your life to every day get the Word in, to be in the Word and to hear the Word? That's what the text is telling us today. It's not just there was a crowd at the beach and Jesus happened to be there. They were pressing in to hear the Word of God. You and I, we've got to be pressing in to hear the Word of God. We're going to be crowding around it every single day. It's no mistake here that it says pressing in, crowding, gathering, pushing. You know, I've got a challenge for us in 2021. You want to hear it? This is my challenge for us as a church in 2021 is to make God's Word first in our lives. God's Word must come first if you're going to have the greatest year of your life. It has to. Why? Because it's the law of priority. Do you prioritise God's Word? Like, is it the most important thing you read every day? This is going to hurt for just a second, okay? I'm real sorry. I'm just giving you a heads up. Do you read Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, or news, or whatever else, more or give greater priority to those things than God's Word. I know, it hurts, right? Ouch. But 
This is how the law of priority works. It's the same in everything. Same in your marriage, same in your relationship with God. Whatever you give priority to speaks the loudest in your life or in other words, will have the greatest influence over you. For some of us, social media influences influences us more than God's Word does and that needs to change this year. That needs to shift this year. And I believe the Holy Spirit is showing you that. You're recognising it, you're seeing it, you're feeling it. And God's calling you to obey, but we have to prioritise, we have to press into, we have to crowd our lives around God's Word. See, that's what we do every single Sunday. Every single Sunday, what do we do? We come into church and we crowd around Jesus. We crowd around the Word of God. We press into Jesus. We press into God's Word. We are prioritising on the first day of the week. Monday is not the first day. Sunday is the first day of the week. And we're making a priority to be in church, to be online intentionally, to prioritise the Word of God. But this has got to be something we do every day. And maybe in the morning for you, you just got to leave that smartphone that sometimes doesn't make me feel that smart off to the side and prioritize the Word of God. Can I get an amen? amen. So number one, if we're going to live according to the Word, we've got to prioritize it. Number two, we've got to do this. We've got to receive it. We've got to receive the Word. We've got to receive it. Verse two it says, He saw two boats by the lake, but the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. This is the ESV. It says, getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, he asked him to put out a little from the land. Look at this. And he sat down and taught the people from the boat. He sat down. He taught them. But listen to me. They received from him. The people that were there, as Jesus got in position, as they prioritized hearing from him, what happened next is they, taught, they were taught and they received God's word. So that's the thing about living according to God's Word. You've got to prioritise it, but then when you get it into you, you've got to receive it. You've got to take it on. In other words, can I ask you, are you willing to be taught? Because this text tells me that Jesus is always ready to sit down and teach. He's always ready to give us something to receive. Are my hands open towards God? You know, Jesus is always ready to give you something new. I did this in the nine o'clock. It seemed to work pretty well, so I'm going to do it again now. But there's new, new Christians in our church, people that have just recently said yes to Jesus. But I want to show you one way you can receive from God. You ready? Are you ready? Back row, you ready? Let's open our hands. All of us, come on. It's like a group project. Let's open our hands and close our eyes. And just repeat after me. Father, I'm ready to receive. Give me something new. Amen. See how easy that was? It was awesome. All right. The Holy Spirit will give you something when you do that. And you receive it by faith, right? It's, not, it's, it's got nothing to do with your hands being open, by the way. That's just like a natural thing you do. It's like raising hands in worship. Has it really got anything to do with your hands up? No, it's got everything to do with your heart. But the fact is you're saying, I'm open to receive. It's a heart posture that connects with the outside. But as we receive the word by faith, the Holy Spirit will put something in your hands, will put something in your heart, will drop something in your spirit, will bring something to mind. But we've got to be people that understand, man, when I prioritise God's word, I then can receive God's word. And when I receive God's word, Jesus gives me something new. Jesus is always ready to sit down and teach question is, are we ready to receive? Are we ready to be taught? 
Are we ready to, to receive in that posture? Take a moment to stop. And you know, that's why quiet times in the morning are so important. Can I just go old school for a minute? Is that okay? Like in the morning, we should have quiet times. I get it, like night owls and, you know, if you work shifts, like you figure it out, right? But having a quiet time in the morning is the greatest opportunity of our day. Because it's when we wake up, what are we doing? We're prioritizing the Word of God. We're saying, God, I'm going to choose not to look at what the world's uh, shoveling out today, half of which is garbage, and choosing the second to say, you know, God, I'm going to give you my best. So we're going to receive the Word. And then finally, if you want to live according to the Word in 2021, you've got to obey the Word. We've got to obey the Word. That means to walk it out. Every day, walk it out, realizing none of us are perfect, but when we choose to put our faith in God, He's perfect, and the Holy Spirit helps us walk in obedience. But as you commit to being obedient to God this year, it's going to bless you, but also it's going to bless others. Verse 5, look at what it says. Simon said, Master, we've been fishing hard all night. We haven't caught even a minnow, but if you say so. I'm believing there's going to be a few, but if you say so, Lord, seasons that are burst in 2021 because of obedience. But if you say so, I'll let out the nets. I can just picture him right now. All night, he's been just going for it. All night, casting nets. All night, dealing with weather probably. All night, just dealing with nothingness. You know that God set that whole thing up so that there would be a moment where Jesus says to Simon Peter, let out the nets one more time, man. And you might be in here in 2021, you're like, man, I got no strength left. I can't do this anymore. I got nothing left to offer. And Jesus is standing there. He's just like, one more time. One more time. But the beauty of this is it didn't just bless Simon Peter. Now let's keep reading. It didn't just bless him. He said, I'll let out the nets if you say so. It was no sooner said than done a huge Haul of fish, straining the nets past capacity. They wave to their partners. Picture the scene. Zebedee's sons are over here somewhere. They're not just like, um, you know, sidecasted in the the whole thing. No, they were meant to be there as well. But the thing about your obedience, your willingness to say yes to Jesus, your willingness to say, I'm going to obey the Word of God, it will not only bless you, but it will bless the world around you. People are going to be better off because of your obedience. Zebedee's sons are down the beach and they see this thing going down. They start calling to their partners and saying, come over here, get over here. We can't do this by ourselves. We can't handle this blessing on our own. This is gonna be better for you as well. Come on over here, let's be a part of this. You know, if you study this text, it says that these families, anyone that was represented there, they would have experienced generational blessing because of this catch. Could you imagine the thoughts? How are we gonna... How are we going to get this to market? How are we going to store this? How are we going to keep this cool? How are we going to figure this? All of a sudden, because of one moment of obedience, the blessing from heaven just flows. And I'm believing this year in 2021, as you choose to live according to the Word of God, that your result of obedience is not just going to bless you. There's going to be blessing for your family. There's going to be blessing for your kids. There's going to be blessing for your marriage. Your marriage is going to be in a better place. There's going to be blessing in your workplace. As you choose to obey the Word of God, there's going to be blessing all around you. 
So much so there's not room for you to store the blessing that God's got and it, it just goes out to other people in Jesus' name. It says a huge haul, straining the nets beyond capacity, a catch they couldn't believe. And look at Simon Peter's response. It says when he saw it. I love that it says that when he saw it. You know they say seeing is believing? Yeah, he saw it. And he's like, oh, this kind of blessing? He's probably thinking about his past. He's probably thinking about his, his mistakes. He's probably thinking about, you know, for us today, thinking about what your last year was like, thinking about how terrible the past has been. But here he is right here. He's just thinking about all these things. And look what he says. He says, oh, you fellow, he says, Master, you've got to get out of here. He says, leave. I'm a sinner. I can't handle this holiness. This is too good for me. This is too much for me to take on. And you might be in here today and you're like, man, God's hand on my life, God's blessing on my life, the ability for me to receive blessing and and get a breakthrough and actually prosper in life, that's too good for me. Can I just encourage you? That's not the spirit of the Father. What God wants to do in your life is bring about a breakthrough that's so amazing, so incredible, that changes everything about your life. It says, when they pulled in that catch, or overwhelmed Simon and everyone with him. It was the same with James and John, Zebedee's son. It was the result of the word showing up and Peter obeying the word. I'd love it if you could write this down. This is just a simple thought. Obedience always brings blessing. Obedience always brings blessing. But not just for me. I wonder what could be brought about in your life for others through your obedience. Your simple choice on a daily basis to obey God. I wonder what God could do through your life for other people. I wonder what people could be reached with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ through one act of obedience. Maybe the obedience step for you is just inviting that one person that the Holy Spirit will not leave you alone about. Being obedient. Maybe for you it's, Choosing this year to honour God in the area of your finances, I wonder what one act of obedience could mean in terms of blessing for one other person. See, obedience, it always brings about blessing. It always brings about an incredible move of God. 1 Samuel chapter 15 and verse 22, Samuel said, has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. So I'm believing this year, 2021, we're gonna live according to the Word of God. I'm just declaring it. I'm just saying this is what we're doing. This is how we're rolling. We say this in our church in Essentials, that we elevate high the Word of God. Like I, I know there's, I've read a lot of good books, but I've never read this a book like this. I've read some books that have changed my life, but I tell you what, there is one book that has really changed my life and continues to change my life. We in our church, we believe that there is just nothing above God's Word. You know, there's some, there's some great things out there, but there, was, there will be nothing ever that gets close to this. But we've got to live according to it. So 2021 can be that year if we do that. Number two, I talked about one practical key. So that was my spiritual one. This is my practical one. This year, we've got to choose the atmospheres in our lives. Choose your atmosphere this year. You and I, we get to make some choices this year. I talked last week about not doing life alone. That that could be one practical thing. You decide, I'm not gonna get isolated this year. 
I'm not going to allow myself to, to do life on my own. And I talked about the shopping list that we get through that choice, perspective, cohesion, love, grace, mercy, wisdom, correction, encouragement, alignment, focus, accomplishment, and unity. But this week, my thought is this, choose your atmosphere this year. Make the choice. You know, there's a big difference between a good environment and a bad environment when it comes to atmosphere, obviously. I think when it comes to bad environments, thinking tough environments, hard environments, negativity, sarcasm, maybe sinful situations that need to be changed up, there's bad environments. They pull down, they're negative, they're not right. They need to be changed. And I think we recognise that. And there's good environments as well. What am I talking about there? I'm talking about positive, uplifting, wholesome, things that are good, just good to be around, family, kids, all that sort of stuff. There's good environments. But I want to take it one step further today and say this. What about if there were God atmospheres? So yeah, there's good atmospheres. What about God atmospheres? And I wanted to give us three of those. Are you ready? These are three atmospheres I believe we can intentionally create this year that is going to help us have the greatest year of our lives, three God environments. The first is this, worship environments. Worship environments. Intentionally being in atmospheres of worship this year. Like at church or team night or, you know, even when it comes to like just riding in the car, being in the office, being at home. Maybe this is a year where you get to choose to intentionally create an atmosphere of worship. Worship in your life, it looks like this. It looks like maybe just putting on a different playlist. I've had this conviction lately with my kids. My kids are starting to sing all the songs that I play. They're starting to remember the songs that I put on and felt very clearly the Lord say to me one time as I watched my son Jack remember the words of a song that I'd been playing, Holy Spirit said to me, you know, he should be listening to worship. Your kids should be listening to worship. The lyrics that they're remembering should be worship lyrics that come from the Word of God. We can choose in 2021 to create atmospheres that I believe can be worship atmospheres, playing music in your, your car or your office or your house. Can I just, can I just say it? But that's just not, that's not nothing. That's something. Having a worship atmosphere is critical for us to have a great year. I think that's one thing we need to be committed to as worshipers of God. Maybe you're in the office and there's some not so great atmospheres happening right now. Some not so great environments going on. Why don't you just change up the playlist? Why don't you just change up the, the sound? Take it from a worldly sound to a kingdom sound. Take it from a worldly sound to a worship sound in Jesus' name. That's one example of an atmosphere we can create this year. Here's another one, an atmosphere of community. This year we could talk, like I talked about last week, but creating an atmosphere of community. Dinner parties. Maybe this is the year of the dinner party for you, saying I'm gonna step out of that discomfort for maybe one or two weeks as I get into a dinner party, as I start to do life with people. Can I just encourage you? Dinner parties are awesome because you're doing life with people, but you're choosing to build in an atmosphere of community in your life. Can I just encourage you? You need that. I need that. We can be intentional about these things and create atmospheres like this, pursuing intentionality and intentional time with the right people, with God's people. Maybe there's someone that speaks into your life from a God perspective. Maybe this is the year you've got to intentionally pursue and create an atmosphere of relationship with that person. Create an atmosphere where that person can build into you, speak into you, help you along the journey. But we can create, we can curate these moments this year 
Here's another atmosphere we can create, an atmosphere of learning. An atmosphere of learning, investing into the things of God. Maybe this is a year of essentials for you, deciding this is the year I'm gonna go through essentials. I'm gonna choose to take Psalm 92 for myself. I'm gonna be planted in the house of the Lord. I'm choosing to create an atmosphere of learning. I wanna grow in the things of God. Why not commit this year to this being the year where you go deeper into the things of God, deeper into His Word. Maybe it's studying a course, maybe going online and choosing, I'm going to start to learn the Word of God, the stories that I hear in church. You know, Sunday should be the beginning of your study. Don't make me do the work that you're not willing to do. I heard one time someone said to me, oh, the teaching's just not deep enough. And I was like, oh, you, you, you want me to do the thing that you're not willing to do. Okay, cool. Sunday's the first day of the week. But we can create atmospheres of learning. By the way, I was very graceful with that person. I tried to get him back to church. You know. Just, I was very loving, but I found it interesting. But we can create atmospheres of learning. Can I just encourage you? You've got full permission to do that. Let's do it. Let's create atmospheres of learning. Go deeper into the Word of God. Maybe it's just going back and listening to past series that we've done in our church. We, we, in it, on our YouTube channel, we, we list out every single message series. They're all there. Maybe some of the awesome guest speakers have come and spoken into our church. You know, we, you can invest your life into those messages. You can allow them to speak to you. You can go and get them and let them be a resource and build you up. But my point is this, we can create these atmospheres in our lives. Here's another one, and I want to finish with this as the team comes back up. What if this year, across the breadth of our life, we decided to create an atmosphere of love and encouragement? And I believe this is one that we all can do. This is one where we can all choose to create an atmosphere of love and encouragement. And maybe you're in here today and you're like, man, this... I got, a, I got an atmosphere, I got an environment right now that's not very loving and not very encouraging. And I'm gonna pray for you in a moment. I'm gonna take a moment. We're gonna pray for you to have the, the courage and the boldness to make a change in that area. For you to actually step forward in 2021 knowing there's so much on the line that I need to make a change in that area. I need to create an environment. I need to curate and I need to make the choice that I'm gonna create a loving environment. I'm gonna create an encouraging environment. The world needs encouragement like never before. They need encouragement. The world needs encouragement. I believe that we can love and encourage people into the church. I believe that that's our opportunity as Christians, as believers today. You know, we can love and encourage people into the body of Christ to be the loving and most encouraging people that other people meet. You know, like I love what Aaron was talking about. The generosity was just a hallmark of the early church. You know what also was? Love and encouragement. The people they came across, they're not just like pointing the finger all the time and you know what, you should be doing this, you should be doing that. What if we just loved and encouraged people in and said, hey man, the best place you can be is church on Sunday. People are gonna encourage you along. People are gonna help you move forward. People are gonna show you love. People are gonna give you grace. But I believe we can create those atmospheres. Maybe you're in here today and you're like, man, my family situation is not so loving and not so encouraging. And I understand that can happen. I understand that can be true. But I'm believing for a change for you. I'm believing there's going to be a shift. I'm believing that there's going to be a removal of discouragement and encouragement's going to come in. 
that love's gonna come in and love's gonna start to frame that world. Love's gonna start to frame that atmosphere and everything's gonna change in Jesus' Name. You receive that Word? Come on, why don't you stand with me? But here's what I love to do. I just love to, as I was preparing this message, I just really felt like God was saying, pray for people to have the courage to make changes. Boldness, assertiveness maybe, if that's what's needed. Courage. So with every head bowed and eyes closed, and you're in here today and you're like, Pastor, you've been speaking to me today. That's what I need. I need to make some changes in my relationships. I need to make some changes in my atmosphere. I need to change up the environment. Maybe you, you need to start having more of a worship atmosphere at home and, or in your apartment or wherever it is. But maybe it's gonna take a little bit of effort. Maybe it's gonna take a little bit of resolve. I wanna pray for you because I, I wanna pray that the Holy Spirit helps you. I wanna pray that you get the courage and God gives you everything you need to be able to step forward and create those environments. So if that's you today, I want to just want to know who I'm praying for. No one's looking around. You just shoot up your hand. I just, I just want to know who I'm praying for. Yeah, that's what I thought. Jesus. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. It's not by power. It's not by might. But it's by your Spirit, Lord. And so God, we just ask that you would infiltrate our homes and our offices and our workspaces and our workplaces and that you would help us have the courage and the boldness to make changes where change needs to be made. Holy Spirit, I pray right now you would illuminate those areas, that you would make it known what needs to change. Thank you that you come in and you make changes that are lasting changes, that are real changes, that are restoring and full of grace and wisdom and truth. So God, we thank You for that, God. And we thank You that this year is gonna be a year where we can choose to live according to Your Word. This is a year that as we step out, as we step out and say once more, God, I'm gonna choose to obey, knowing full well that through obedience comes incredible blessing. Through obedience and trust in You comes the best that there possibly could be for us, God. We thank You for that opportunity today, Lord. In Jesus' Name. Come on, church, let's sing together. Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you and empowered you in all that God's got for you. Why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it. We'd love for you to also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.